Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. Last week, the world was, and I don't say this in any sort of sarcastic way, stunned when Jennifer Aniston and Justin Thoreau broke up. Uh, we will get into that unexpected news. We're also going to discuss how Meghan Markle and Harry, as well as Kate and William, spent their Valentine's Day weekends. Both couples were in London, along with, surprise news, Josh Duboff, your very own. He made a whirlwind trip to London, and for those keeping track of his whereabouts, this follows two straight weekends of travel to Miami and to San Francisco. Josh, this is insane. Well, who's a celebrity now? We're going to have to discuss all my spotted sightings. Right. Did you see anything in London? Any any tip-offs about the wedding? or? You know, I um, did not. I did feel, though, as if it was not as much of an overall presence as I was expecting. I was only there three nights. But you didn't really hear much or see much about Megan. I was kind of expecting there to be, you know, billboards and posters and all sorts of nonsense related to her, but it was pretty low key. I did buy two copies of Hello Magazine to just try to get the DL. And there was an amazing spread comparing Megan's wedding to Eugenie's wedding. Oh, It was probably like a 10 page spread centerfold situation. And they did kind of an amazing breakdown of in each case, like which wedding's gonna have more celebrity guests, which wedding's gonna have a more interesting dress, which wedding's gonna have and so on. I feel like it's all Meghan and Harry, right? Meghan and Harry are going to have more celebrity guests. They're going to have, right? Yeah, but it was kind of interesting, I guess, because I think we mentioned this, Eugenie's husband-to-be is a brand ambassador for Casamigos. So they predict George Clooney and Cindy Crawford might be at the Eugenie wedding. And there seems to be, like, confusion over how many like celebrities will actually be at the Harry Meghan one. Interesting. They also made a point of saying, which I hadn't read anywhere before, that Harry has specifically asked Charles to, and I know this is a, all all brides and grooms have to deal with this, asking the parents to keep a low number on their the amount of friends they invite of their own friends. Like apparently Harry's been saying he doesn't want Charles inviting his quote unquote old fogey friends. Like he, wa- he wants this to be like a fun party wedding. And someone was saying they could imagine, oh, this is another, I guess I did learn a lot from Hello. (laughs) Nothing to do with me being in London, just reading this magazine. But they were saying there's a break in the day because there's the ceremony. Right. Then there's the afternoon event and then the fun party at night. But there's this kind of like slight break sort of around five. And so that seems normal, you know, everyone dressing up. But the magazine was implying that William is going to try potentially to run there's this like big rugby or soccer game or something, the FA Cup that he's like the patron for. So they were saying perhaps William will run to the soccer stadium 
at five to hand out the trophy and then run back for the party at night. But doesn't that seem insane? That seems crazy, as if this wasn't a marathon enough with two events after the actual ceremony. And also, he needs to be in photographs. I don't know if I can get behind that. But apparently, this is a really important sporting event. Because I remember when they announced the date for the wedding, it was seen as somewhat curious that they were going to be on the same day. Right. Not important for us to know the name of it, but important Yeah, or or the sport it actually pertains to. Oh, and they also had a really helpful pull-out map for us, Julie, of the actual flow at the wedding. Oh, my gosh. We're going to need to memorize that. They're doing a full-on two-mile procession. And I had the thought of, are, are there two miles worth of spectators? I guess that's a silly question. Obviously, they are. But like that's a crazy span. They're gonna draw. They're gonna go in a little carriage for two miles. They also threw some shade by saying Eugenie and Jack's wedding will not have the privilege of being televised, whereas obviously Harry and Meghan's will. Ouch! Did you see that? Um, this is kind of a tangent, but Jack's grandmother gave an interview to the Daily Mail. She's ninety-one, and like I love the Daily Mail. Of course, they tracked down his ninety-one-year-old she grandmother. Say? She said, get ready. I never thought he would get married to a royal. He's a charming boy and all that, but not the most intelligent. And I would never have thought this would happen. (laughs) Wow. Best grandmother quote ever. We're doing really well lately with the grandmother contingent because they're coming in with these quotes that are so honest. It's great. Right. Then she goes on. I think it says a lot about Eugenie that it's him she wants. and It's lovely. What? I know. She's definitely got the palace is not. She's getting her invite rescinded. I feel already for the wedding. She's had all of the phones taken out of her home overnight. That wedding is getting some weird. Remember Fergie's crazy instagram memes she was posting and a jack's grandmother like everyone is just but see this is the wedding i want televised and i feel like that one's gonna be messier in a fun way right i feel like people are gonna get drunker at that one i feel like it's gonna be a little less pressure on everyone definitely absolutely but i love that in our heads we're imagining everyone in london you know like erecting some jumbotron with a countdown and you go and everybody's just totally chill and normal But yeah, no, I was sort of, I actually, I met one British person while I was there who actually complimented me on my, who complimented me on my accent and said it was very unique and that he liked the twang in my accent. (laughs) This, I guess, I don't know if he was going to Southern twang or what, but I was very, very flattered. But he said he's not a huge Royals person but he likes Megan just fine, but had no real opinions about her, but was very excited because he's going to Coachella and he'll be seeing Beyonce at Coachella. So he mostly wanted to talk to me about that. Oh my gosh. I wish that the Royal Wedding and Coachella were at the same time. So you could have some sort of, what's that that movie, that Cameron Diaz movie? Oh, The Holiday. Right. Well, well he's going to Coachella and he asked if I was going or had ever been. So I actually felt like he made me feel lame that I've never been to Coachella. But then that was mitigated by his complimenting my twang. All right. Anyways, that's too much about me. Jennifer Aniston. So actually, as I got on the plane, I got a text that said, OMG, Jennifer Aniston. And I got so nervous because I hadn't seen the news yet and didn't know what that meant. Oh my gosh, where did your mind go? What did you well, think? Well, I don't know. It goes to a dark... I thought maybe she was pregnant, actually. Because that's always been the sort of, you know, 
unfortunately, better for better for worse, the narrative with her. So I was like, oh, she must be having a kid with Justin. And then I found out it was not such happy news. Were you surprised? I know the tabloids have been kind of um, guessing this might happen for a bit. Which I have, that has been completely off my radar. No, I thought they were happy. I can't say I was heartbroken by the split. They never, I don't know if you had the same feeling as me on this. They never actually seemed like they made sense. Because he's so motorcycle grunge sort of. downtown New York. Yeah, downtown New York. And then obviously a lot of the stuff I've read since, as I'm sure you've seen too, is said that she didn't really want to go to New York and he didn't really want to go to LA, which seems like something you would have worked out in advance. But that they were kind of, it's like you and me, sadly separated on the coast, never to be together. (laughs) But we we didn't get married first, so it's okay. Right, but there's also speculation that they didn't officially get married, which I also kind of love. I saw that. That was so, I don't understand that. So the idea is that they faked it or something? You don't have to do the paperwork. Don't have to file any paperwork. You have this lovely ceremony in your hearts. You're married. But on paper, like, they can just essentially, he can pack up a few boxes and call yeah, it a day. Yeah, I saw that TMZ, who was usually able to find anything, said they couldn't find the certificate, right? Right, which I love. But then I also saw somewhere else that she had, by the way, I feel like this is like E! News's Armageddon. I saw like 18 different, it was like the last photo of Jen and Justin taken before the divorce, Jen's first photo since, a timeline of the whole breakdown, like everything Justin and Jen have said to each other. I didn't realize they would go all in on this in the way that they would would for you know brad and angelina or i don't know if kim and kanye ever got divorced or something they really committed like a photo history of their relationship and the relationship wasn't that long no that's what i I was like how many pictures of them even exist for there to be a highlight slideshow um wait but did you see the other thing that she had an ironclad prenup someone said no but i would hope so (laughs) with all that friends money but then, yeah, exactly. And I loved that one because there was such funny, it was like, she has millions and millions and he had a guest spot in Zoolander or something. It was something like that. It was like such a demeaning way of describing any of the income he would be bringing in. Right. She will pay his spousal support in smart water. Did you see that? Um, so she was on the cover of Architectural Digest. Yeah, the curse. The curse. So page six reported that Architectural Digest was actually having a party to celebrate this new cover. Inside the cover story, Jen talks about how much she loves her home. There's one quote she says, I look around at my husband and my dogs and our home and there's nowhere else I would want to be. They're celebrating this party, this gorgeous cover, quotes about this lovely marital home Jennifer Aniston has, and the news hits. Apparently, it was very embarrassing for Architectural Digest, but this is not the first celebrity who's broken up while being on the cover. Shout out to Slate, because they went back uh, and chronicled all the other... Oh, yeah, that was good. Right, so like Naomi Watts and Leah Schreiber showed off their Tribeca loft in the March 2016 issue six months before they announced they had broken up. Mark Anthony and his model wife posed in their Dominican Republic getaway in the same issue and filed for divorce by the end of the year. They also point out Drew Barrymore's husband showed off his in-home office before announcing his split that year. So here's my only thing about that. Did you see, I think, was it in the same Slade thing or somewhere else I saw this, that there's actually a reason they do it? Oh, because they're selling the houses. They want to sell the house. Because that's what I thought of, of, too. And then I think I saw this in the Slate piece, that 
Jen now is saying she's going to sell the house that was on the cover. So it's basically a weird, or maybe not even weird, straightforward way of promoting your house because you know you're about to sell it, but you don't want to announce the divorce yet. What dark PR sorcery to book it's pretty, out. It's pretty crazy. And a then long you, uh, lead print interview. Like this had to be in the works for two months. Well, that article also had the weird little moment where Jen says something about how she's learned how to compromise by just not asking Justin what he thinks or it's something like that. Right. It's a weird sort of um dig at him. So I feel like there was a weird little bit of tea leaves in there. Wow. So now the world is immediately speculating. Yeah. Along with my mom, I got the tweet to the link to the report of the split within like two minutes of Jen and Brad question mark. I mean, I... There's a part of me, I, I hate to get on board with something like this, but I could see it. I don't know. I feel like it makes sense. Not only could I see it, but I feel like Jen is the stepmother those kids need. They've been jet-setting around the globe, haven't been in one home like longer than a week at any given time, and I feel like Jen is the exact opposite. Like, doesn't want to leave the couch. <laughs> yeah, come sit on my chaise. We're turning on like a house hunter's marathon. Get a Diet Coke. Those kids are going to finally be able to like sit still. That's such a good call. She's so the kind of fun, lenient rules stepmom. Oh my gosh, take them down to Mexico for spring break. Yeah, they'll get a Cabo trip. <laughs> like those are those long lens paparazzi pics where she's with like Jason Bateman or whatever and his wife. Right. Like, the kids are all there. She has the best tanning oil. I feel like she would be the best stepmom, don't you think? Oh, she'd be amazing. I think she'd be so she's so fun. God, I actually, I have to say, I do hope she find. I mean, I hope she finds someone good. Right. I don't know how Jen would feel about kind of inheriting six children. It seems like they spend a lot of time with Angelina, though, no? I think like we haven't seen Brad out with the kids in a while. No, we haven't. I think this weekend they were all out getting pizza. And I saw Angelina had a lollipop. They were having a ball. I don't really know why I believe this, but I feel like Brad and Jen returning to be a couple is like the injection the tabloid industry like needs right now. Right. I feel as though the celebrity gossip world is sort of falling apart and fracturing. And like people are sick of the Kardashians and people are, I don't know, there aren't that much, there isn't as much excitement as there maybe once was. And I feel like Jen and Brad getting back together would be like the lightning bolt that we need right now. Right. I feel like which, which Jolie Pitt is most excited for the possibility of a reunion? Like, is this news on Pax's radar? Do you think they know who Jennifer Aniston is? Yeah, I guess they must. Their dad's ex-wife. That's also so weird to me to think of that, that they would all be thinking of Jennifer. Like when they turn on a Friends rerun, it's dad's ex-wife. <laughs> right. A lot of baggage they're bringing to Rachel. I don't know yeah. if they, you could enjoy it the same, but I would love to read Shiloh's essay on like... On this. Those kids also always seem to be the same age. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like Britney Spears' kids. They never seem to be getting older. Or I guess Maddox and Pax do seem older. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I feel like Zahara and Shiloh, they've all been like the same height and age. But maybe it's just we see, we see so many paparazzi photos yeah, that they're just right, engaging right. very slowly. Also, Rihanna's turning 30 today. I'm just having a lot of trouble with the time in the world today, I think. Uh, but I, I hope that Jen is happy. I really do. 
I hope she finds happiness. I felt very, I made such a point in London this weekend of only buying smart water. Really? Yeah, to support Jen. Oh my gosh, you're the biggest, biggest fan and supporter. Us Weekly has a little more intel on the splits today. What did they say? They said Justin had reservations at the time because they still hadn't figured out where they were going to live as a couple. So reservations right before they got married. Justin was absolutely head over heels in love with Jen and probably always will be, but marriage was never important to him. The insider says marriage was always just a piece of paper to Justin and he didn't need it. But Aniston did. Constant scrutiny of Jen's personal life, including whether she would ever find her happily ever after, played a huge role in her marriage to Justin. The source tells us it was obvious Jen needed more than an engagement or to be life partners with Justin. He didn't want to lose her, so they got married. See, I just don't, we are, I know we just talked about it a minute ago, but I feel like I just don't understand this separate coast thing. Isn't that something that you kind of just either work out or you do a long distance or you go back and forth? I don't know. It seems weird. I can see how that happens. And you think like, hopefully you'll just resolve it in a few years. But then it doesn't happen. And then it doesn't happen. I feel like there's a chance this could happen and it will be interesting to see if Jen and Brad. Some some tabloids report that they've kept in contact, Jen and Brad. So I hope they at least have a text chain going. Do you think Angelina has reached out to Jen? No. No, no. Not at all. And if anything, I feel like Angie, who... I feel reached like, out to Justin? <laughs> maybe. I feel like she's very canny of her like PR coverage and maybe... Maybe to get, I don't know. That's why but That's why I sort of thought maybe she would reach out to Jen to be like, girls teaming up, like, no bad blood. No, no. I, I kind of feel like maybe Brad sent like a jokey text or like some balloons to her house or something. Mm, she went on her birthday party with her girl squad and without Justin in like Mexico. And I guess we shouldn't feel too bad for Jennifer Aniston. She has a lot going for her. I love that you're out in London consciously every time you go to that fridge to get a drink thinking like. Well, you know who I think would be a good friend for Jennifer Aniston? Who? Meghan Markle. I think they would get along. No? I don't know. Julia's grimacing like you would not believe right now. She's grimacing like Kate Middleton after looking at the pics of uh, Megan's menswear look for that event. Megan and Harry had a exciting Valentine's Day weekend. Eh, no, they didn't. It was, I mean, I feel like for Valentine's Day dates, this is fine, but it's kind of interesting. They went to see Hamilton in the West End of London. And we know this because a cast member tweeted, was an honor to have Prince Harry and Meghan Markle in to watch Hamilton last night. The palace won't confirm it. Well, I think they've confirmed it, but they won't provide any additional details because this wasn't done in any sort of official capacity. This was just a private date night. Right. So does that mean, do we take that to mean probably, I guess because we haven't seen any photos, they must not have gone backstage after then and met the cast. I know. I was searching Twitter hoping someone would have like a grainy photo of them in like the concessions line. Or something. I mean, because I feel as though when Beyonce or anyone like that goes, they always go backstage, Reese Witherspoon, they do the whole shebang. You know Megan is taking advantage of all the perks, all the perks of events like well, this. Well, okay, also, do you feel as though 
is it weird that we know she's already seen so she's already seen hamilton because she and she instagram back when she was could have a normal life and instagram as we know she's dying to now the actress had seen it uh with priyanka chopra in 2016 she said about last night thank you to god things were so different even in 2016 about last night thank you to my babe at priyanka chopra for the best date night hashtag hamilton hashtag nyc now I guess Hamilton's great and you want to see it multiple times. But do we assume this was Harry's first time seeing it and her second time seeing it then? That's what I was assuming. That's a very, to me, I guess that's a normal couple thing. You want your significant other to see it, even if you have. But I don't know. It's a different cast. I don't know where I'm going with this. I was going to say maybe it's weird she'd already seen it. And also in the vein of kind of Pax or Shiloh watching Friends and having that weird family connection with one of the cast members. Right, because of them, the King King George, right? Right, one of Harry's ancestors, George III, is made out to kind of be a villain in the musical. Though don't you feel as if I could see um, some other royals being kind of offended by that, but I feel like Harry would just laugh. Right, Harry wouldn't take that too personally. Uh, did you ever see King Charles III, that play? No. It was That play was about like a fictional Kate, Harry, William, about like the line of succession. I feel like that would be in, way too intense. But I feel like maybe the remove... That play was actually kind of crazy. When the play, Charles becomes king, but he has to pass it to William. And like it becomes this whole like, like William kind of and Kate. Kate's sort of the Lady Macbeth. And then... Kate convinces William to like steal the throne from his dad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I feel like that I, like that would be crazy. I feel like maybe in this Harry would just think it was funny, no? Right, right. No, I think he would think it was funny. I was a little Does it does it seem like a fun Valentine's Day to you? Would you think this was fun? Going to a Broadway show? Is it is it romantic? I don't really know if it is. I could, uh, I, I guess it's fun. It's a fun outing. I was a little disappointed we didn't have more details about what they did. Josh, what do or you- what they wore or what, you know, did they do the matching beanies look again to try to be incognito? Right. Josh, how do you think they spent their actual Valentine's Day? Mm, I mean, my mind immediately went to how their the engagement happened over their roast chicken. I feel, I feel as though they have these low key cottage date nights. So I kind of feel as though they just stayed in and watched TV. I don't know. Because if they went somewhere, we would know, right? Right. Megan tried out a new recipe. Maybe they watched the Winter Olympics. Got into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she wanted to catch the Olympics. Got into that dance skating. And then maybe Harry was into it and then suggested maybe they put on what's like a good action movie, (laughs) Dunkirk or something. And then she was sort of not psyched about it. And then they watched that and they fell asleep. God, see, this is like that. that they're about to be engaged and they're just like hot, young, famous couples. Like so weird to me. Why can't they just go out? Who cares if people take your photo? That's my feeling. Well, meanwhile, Kate uh, and William celebrated their Valentine's Day weekend by going to the va- BAFTAs. Uh, mm-hmm. William is the president of BAFTA. So that is why he was there. Kate made headlines because all the actresses wore black in honor of Me Too. 
but Kate wore this very dark green gown with kind of black accents. But I guess she was given a pass because royals can't be political. Though she's getting a little bit of blowback. But you know what? Frances McDormand didn't wear black either, which I love. Wait, I didn't know that. Why not? She wore pink and she acknowledged it when she won. Uh, She started out her acceptance speech by saying, thank you, British film people. (laughs) That's how how I'm going to start all my, I don't know, speeches. And then I guess Martin McDonough, who directed her in Three Billboards, had said something earlier about her misbehaving. So she said, as Martin said, I have a little trouble with compliance, but I want you to know that I stand in full solidarity with my sisters tonight in black. Um, I love that Chris, how do you pronounce her name? Cressida Bonus. Cressida Bonus, um, Harry's ex, was also at the ceremony. So in my fantasy fiction version of this event, Kate cornered her in the restroom and was like, we have to talk. So funny thing about Cressida is when I first started at Vanity Fair, she was dating Prince Harry, which says a lot about how long I've been in this job. She was fun to write about because she had these bejeweled moccasins she was sort of the anti-megan because she was so you didn't hear a thing about her she was so like press shy um she kind of had this hippie funky style she went to glastonbury in this wild sort of overall thing with a top knot uh she was much more of like a british socialite type but she really wanted to be an actress so at about this point i set up a google alert so every day at like 4 20 i would get the crest at a bonus email with like the hits about her and I haven't had it in me even years later to get rid of this alert. So even until this day at like 4.25, I get an email with all the Cressida links. So I know everything going on in her life and I just can't get rid of this link. And her acting career is going pretty well. She, and she was in like a short film for Burberry and over the weekend, I actually, because I usually don't even open it really at this point anymore. Sorry, Cressida. But sometimes I do just to see what's happening. And over the weekend, I did. And she's in a new play. Because the Daily Mail still covers her pretty regularly. And in the play, Julie, she's playing a dog. So all the photos are her. It's horrifying. If anyone ever posted this of me in the Daily Mail, I would leave the planet. It's just all these photos of her kind of like on all fours and sort of doing different dog acting poses. Oh, my goodness. First, <laughs> I almost don't even want to send it to you because I want you to just have to imagine it because I don't want you to have to be living with these. It's, it's just it's just weird. That's haunting. Also, it's very strange that she's kind of taking the reverse Megan route, dating Harry yes, and then acting. Yes, that's such a good call. She is totally doing the reverse Megan. Right. She had all the spot. She had the spotlight on her with Harry. Wasn't for her. She was serious about acting. They've zigzagged. Oh, another thing I learned in my magazine research this weekend, Chelsea Davey, Harry's other prominent ex, who he dated for like eight years, much more of kind of a party girl than Cressida. She, they say, might be at both weddings, one of the few people, because she's very close to Eugenie. They're like BFFs. And I guess have stayed, she stayed close with Harry, they were saying, and they she'll probably get an invite. Wow. So they were saying she might actually get to be at both weddings. And Cressida might, there was one that they thought Cressida might go to. I think maybe Eugenie's. Oh my goodness. This is crazy. Also, I love the 
just I'm adding to your IMDb trivia page that you have a Crescent of Bonus Google Alert. I actually really don't have very many because I sort of stopped doing it at a certain point. So I have like Crescent, uh, Kate Middleton, and I don't even know who else. Um, oh, man. But Kate and William, I wanted to see more pictures of them interacting with people at the BAFTAs, but they didn't really. I, I scrolled through Getty. Yeah, do they so no, no no Jennifer Lawrence pictures or no pictures with Angelina, huh? No, they were pretty quickly just taken to their seats in the front row, and I also get the feeling that maybe they, like, bounced after a few awards. Well, I haven't, I didn't catch up fully on their whole BAFTAs night, but I did see on Twitter someone posted a kind of video clip of they turned to Kate at one point, and she was clapping Let's just say unenthusiastically. She looked like she'd rather be anywhere else. But then, and some of the British press were going after her a little bit for looking like she was having such a miserable time. But then others were saying, you know, she's, what, seven months pregnant now? Eight months, almost eight months pregnant. I'm sure this is the last thing she probably wants to be doing, you know. So I, I understand. But you in, in this little, and also, you know, you're, you're always going to, what, for three hours, she's supposed to look highly delighted, you know. Right. I felt bad almost. People were kind of being mean. Um, But didn't she say, she said something about Coco, right? Right. We we got a few tiny tidbits out of her. Yeah, what did we got? She said, the kids are just getting into films now. George is four and a half. Paddington is definitely up there, and so is Coco now. It's great, obviously, because of William's interest in film. It's great to have that father-son thing. So, um, William is the BAFTA president, as we mentioned, and he also mentioned that George loves Disney. He quite likes The Lion King. We've watched that a few times. The Royal added, we've watched Octonauts, Octonauts several times. He has watched some Lego movies as well, so he's watched a lot of things like that. In case you were curious about Octonauts, the Octonauts, it's a British television show that follows an underwater exploring crew made up of anthropomorphical animals. Sure. That sounds very... (laughs) So Kate, they asked Kate, do you see this, about if she's excited for Harry and Meghan's wedding, like specifically? No. They said she was walking into some event. This was... A few weeks ago, I think, anyway. But it was um, asked by a member of the crowd if she was looking forward to Harry and Meghan's wedding. Kate said, yes, and now we have two with Eugenie's. It's very exciting. I guess that wasn't as like dramatic as I thought it was going to come out when I read it. But my point is, it's just funny to me. They asked what Harry and Meghan's right. and her answer was just like, and we have Eugenie's. <laughs> like, she's never going to show that much enthusiasm about Harry and Meghan's wedding. Right, okay, and subject was... change. No, <laughs> I love that. No, well, no, I don't I know, know why I no, got no, no. Okay, let's go back but, to the auction. But no, but I mean, for her, I love that they asked about that. And she's like, okay, how do I change the subject? Yes. So it reminded me of her answer about Paddington and Coco for some reason. She always gives these answers that are so um, <laughs> devoid of saying anything too strongly. Well, right. It was weird to That's me. what I'm trying to say. It was weird to me that they didn't express any personal thoughts on film. They just kind of... We have to see yeah. all their opinions through the prism of George's film taste. What were their, exactly, like, what were their favorite films that are in the Oscar running? Do we know? See, 
William, as you mentioned, I think last week, William and Harry are always so good at having like those jokey little non-responses. So William also commented that he had to track down the baby driver editors because I guess they also edited Star Wars. He said, I've got a key, mm. a key moment to pick with the editors, actually, because they cut me out of the Star Wars films. It was reported that the reason they were cut out of them is because they were in costume as stormtroopers and they were so much taller than all the other stormtroopers. It looked a little bit weird. But the day after the BAFTA, someone asked John Boyega about it. And he said, and what that, did he say? He said, I personally apologized to the princes yesterday and said, sorry, you were cut out of the film. Will was like, I probably just need to work more on the acting skills. I said, maybe, bruv. <laughs> I kind of find it surprising. Don't you feel like there should be some clause that you don't cut them? No one would have noticed how tall they were. Right. I agree. I mean, I just sort of feel like it's a bit of a weird, like, move. I feel like they would have gotten so much press from that. I agree. Also, how tall are they? That I, I don't know. I um I don't know. I, I'm not a Star Wars person, though. I feel like if they had been in Big Little Lies and got cut, then I really would have taken to the streets. <laughs> well, wait, I saw Queen Elizabeth was the front row of some London Fashion Week event. Josh, what was that? Yeah, so as we were going to press, so to speak, with this episode, we saw that the Queen... She went to a fashion show with Anna Wintour. Yeah, and Anna didn't take off her sunglasses, Are you which... I guess the, the Daily Mail is already kind of calling to attention to. It's kind of insane. It's her first ever front row appearance at Fashion Week. Oh, I love the Queen. Of course, she has like her sensible pocketbook with her, her gloves. Do you think that the Queen was just sort of has like a bucket list going of kind of things she's just never gotten to do before? There's one photo here where she is smiling so broadly. I love that idea of a bucket list. That's so good. Like, she's probably thinking, you know, I have a few, you know, hopefully 25 years left <laughs> and I'm going to try to do everything I possibly can. That's fun. It's like, why not go to a fashion show? Maybe she'll go to Coachella to see Beyonce, you know? Oh, the Telegraph offers a more logical explanation, sadly. <laughs> what? <laughs> she watched a show from emerging designer Richard Quinn who showcased yeah. colorful prints and headscarves which appeared to emulate Her Majesty's own style. Elizabeth will present the inaugural Queen Elizabeth II Award for British Design to Quinn himself later this week. Hmm. Weird. So that's, but like, I feel like there's been things probably similar to that over the past, you know, whatever, six years. And she's would have been compelled to go. Right. I like the bucket list explanation. I am going with that. Oh my God. She really, these photos are amazing. She's like chatting with Anna Wintour. She looks like she's having such a good time. She does have such a huge smile on her face. And this is not the only queen of our universe to sit front row. Who's the other? I was just going to say Beyonce and Blue Ivy went to the All-Star basketball event. We need to talk about that, but I just sent you a photo of the, the this guy, Quinn, who she presented the trophy to. And he is wearing an insane outfit to be getting an award from the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a baseball hat. A, I guess, what do you even call that? A flannel shirt? And a, a kind of gray t-shirt. 
to meet the queen. I just can't get over that. Oh, he looks he looks like a college <laughs> sophomore who's been studying for like midterms all week. Oh, I mean, this looks like when you didn't realize, you know, like sometimes your boss calls you to a meeting and you didn't know you have to meet. So you have, you're, like, you're like, oh, I wish I had dressed up more. That's what this feels like to me. Love that. All right. Yes. That's, so Beyonce was in the front row. I wasn't interested in the All-Stars sporting event at all. Yeah. Wait, did you see Fergie's national anthem, though? No. And I wanted to see a gif of Blue Ivy reacting to it. We need to see if there's footage of her reacting. But Beyonce, and Mariah Carey chimed in, but I forget what she said, um, which I always love when Mariah chimes in on such a thing, having been through it this before, obviously. Right. It was my desert island quartet, though, in that front row. It was Beyonce, Blue Ivy, Tina, and Richard Lawson. It was <laughs> That's incredible. It was such a power quartet. Blue Ivy. And, and Jay Z was off somewhere else. Right. Somewhere else, Blue Ivy brought two purses and eight French fries. Blue Ivy is really having a pr- good press tour recently with the Grammys and now the NBA All-Star Game. Right. I love that she does not show up to an event unless she is front row center. <laughs> yeah, she always has her great seat set up. Well, we need the blue. We need Blue Ivy next to the Queen at a Fashion Week event, and then we've really got it all. Right, right. Well, I'm sure that's on the Queen's bucket list. <laughs> Yeah, the queen's like also from jetting to hang with Blue at her birthday. That does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please remember to check us out, rate, review, all of that stuff on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight to further discuss any of these subjects. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also are on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you next week. Until then, no no bad bad energy. energy. That was like a roller coaster and I loved it.